Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 10 through 20. I invite you to follow along in the Pew Bible or follow along on the screen. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than, than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. If your brother or sister sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If you are listened to, you have regained that one. But if you're not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If that person refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two, or, two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The question we are posing this week is, how do you measure community? And if what is happening around the country and in Kentucky with certain bills being passed or trying to be passed, community is defined as people who look like us, who think like us, who act like us. Those are the only ones that are acceptable to being embraced as community. And if you do not fit into these guidelines, these standards, you are considered, quote unquote, not normal. You consider being followed in into not proper behavior and you're not welcome. And worse than that, you're not even seen as a person. You are considered less than. Yet we know that authentic community, the beloved community that we are called to cultivate as people of faith, this community that is grounded in radical hospitality, this community that we are called to cultivate in our, cult, in our churches and in our local communities, it is not based on uniformity. It's based on unity. Where all are welcomed, where all are embraced, where our differences are celebrated and seen as part of who God created us to be. As people of faith, we know that there's community and there's capital C community. The big C community is what we are called to cultivate. A community that is grounded in radical hospitality, that welcomes one another. Usually when we talk about community, when we talk about hospitality, we fall back on that practice where we say it's all about being nice to one another. 
that when we disagree with each other, we're just going to smile and nod and go along because we don't want to muddy any waters. We don't want to stir anything up that we can just go out and pretend we get along, but we're going to get outside the doors and we're going to have parking lot meetings left and right. Being in community is more than being nice. The theologian Henry Nowen has says that the practice and the theology of church has come into tea parties and bland conversation and a general atmosphere of friendliness, and that has been the downfall of the church. <coughs> Community grounded in radical hospitality calls us to be more than nice to one another. <coughs> It goes about sec going that second mile. It's calling to be <coughs> settling our conflicts with each other. Not by pointing fingers or arguing with each other, but respecting each other. To knowing that we are beloved children of God and that we are called to be in relationship with one another. <coughs> Matthew wants us to understand that being a disciple of Christ demands something from us. <coughs> it demands us to be in a new way of relationship, a relationship that this world does not understand. It then understands and demands us to go out and we say that we are people of God, that we reflect the character of God. The world does not understand that when there are arguments, it likes to write people off and say, I'm done with them, I can't do anything with them. But when we are called to be people in community, people who practice radical hospitality, we do everything possible to heal that relationship, to heal that brokenness, to heal that hurt in our world. Now, let me be clear. When Matthew is doing this passage, when he says to go out and try to make amends with that person, he's not saying to give up our self-worth or self-identity just to make somebody comfortable. What Matthew is saying is that community grounded in radical hospitality is filled with forgiveness. It's filled with mercy. It's filled with grace. All the things that this world does not understand and does not want to extend to others. Authentic relation is important to us as people of faith because we understand that first and foremost, grace and forgiveness and mercy was first shown to us. Not because we deserved it, not because we earned it, not because of anything we did. Grace and mercy and forgiveness was first shown to us because of who God is. Our God is faithful. Our God is steadfast. Our God loves us more than we could ever imagine our God is the one who welcomed us, who claimed us, who named us as beloved children of God. And it is the same God who welcomed us, is the same God who calls us to welcome others in God's name. And not just welcome and open the doors to the people who look like us and think like us and act like us. God demands and calls us that we recognize, that we see, that we embrace everyone 
and I mean every single one as our beloved children and beloved brothers and sisters, especially the ones that this world pushes away and tends to ignore and forget. That's what Jesus taught his disciples when he was here on earth. He ate with prostitutes. He broke bread with the tax collectors. He went out and searched out the people on the margins and brought them in and welcomed them into the community. He told his disciples that we're called to be vulnerable to each other, to create a sense of belonging, and not just the people we like, not the ones that it's easy for us to do this with. We're called to be vulnerable, to create relationships with all of God's people. Jesus told his disciples on multiple occasions that this world would not understand this call to community. That this call to radical hospitality, this call to welcome each other, to welcome all as beloved brothers and sisters. Jesus tells his disciples that this call to community is not something that we can half-heartedly commit to. It's not something that we can say it's enough to say don't ask and don't tell. Jesus calls us and tells us that community, authentic community, community that is grounded in radical hospitality, a community where everyone is recognized as being made in the image of God. It's an all or nothing thing. He told them even the ones who take up the call to create community, to be his disciples, the ones who build up to take up that call to build up the kingdom of God here on earth, but start to worry and stop because it's getting too hard. He said, you're not worthy to be my disciples. Because discipleship is hard and the world will not understand. And it's easy to give up and lose hope. But we are called as disciples to build up God's kingdom here on earth. As Jesus' followers, as the ones who are called to care for one another, the ones who are called to care for our neighbors as God has cared for us, we cannot hold anything back. We're called to be in community as in how we worship, we're called to be in community where we work, where we fellowship, how we break bread with one another. We are called to show in the world that we are Christians by our love. We are called to show how we love by welcome each other. And we are not to hold anything back because we're worried or afraid about what they may say about us as a church. If we are making people uncomfortable because we're embracing everyone, we're doing something right. Amen. The call community, which is grounded in radical hospitality, is a call to offer all of ourselves, our greatest resources, our time, our talents, our light, our love, to build up the kingdom of God here on earth so that one day all will be embraced and seen as beloved children of God. Because that's what it means to be in community with each other. That's what it means to be community for each other. It's an, an invitation to come and experience God's grace. To remember that God is with us here and now. It's an invitation to realize that the sacred is moving in and among us. <coughs> being in community. Being community for each other. <coughs> is a reminder that God is with us in all we do, 
in all we say and all we do, to remember those ordinary moments that become holy. That when we break bread with one another, when we care for each other, when we welcome each other, we are welcoming and recognizing the divine in our midst. Being in community with one another and being community for each other invites us to experience the presence of God made available for all. And we do this by extending grace, by extending love, by showing the world there is a different way to be in community with each other. A community that embraces our difference. To realize that it's not uniformity, but unity that seeks us and binds us together. To going out and seeking that lost one. Knowing that our community is not whole and will not be whole until all are brought and welcomed to the table. Being in community means giving of ourselves and seeing that all are welcome. Being in community realizes that we are connected with each other. And when one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. And when one part of the body celebrates, we all celebrate. This is the vision that Matthew sets forth when he talks about being in community and going to settle our differences with each other. It's what we've experienced in our own lives. This call to do things a different way, a different way to be, to share our body, our mind, and our soul with one another. Because I know that there will be times in community you take care of me and I take care of you. Because we know that we cannot do this alone. <coughs> As a community that reflects the kingdom of God, <coughs> we interact with each other. With no walls, no barriers, no pretenses, just ourselves. Just as our people who are created in the image of God. We share ourselves the good, the bad, the beautiful, and the breathtakingly ugly because that's what makes us who we are. And we recognize that we are created in the image of God. That we are embraced by our God. That we are loved more than we ever know. And it's not something that we're going to hoard or keep to ourselves. We go out and share this gift and welcome all in the name of Christ. For as people of faith, we understand that being in community is seeing everyone and being, embracing everyone as our beloved brothers and sisters in love. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.